0: I'm Jay Thomas, and welcome to the Bald Tires Podcast. I love talking to people who are passionate about things that they like simply because they like them, not to impress somebody or outdo somebody. They just like something so they're into it. And today's guest, well, he's into a lot of really cool things actually. He collects Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. There's an entire basement full of them and we'll talk about what that is about. He's also had some really cool cars and done some really funny stuff with his cars over the years. My guest today is a guy named Curtis Penner. Stick around, lots of fun to come. This is the Bald Tires Podcast, because when you make great memories, you make bald tires. I am sitting in an incredible basement, uh, surrounded by the coolest stuff, and I've got a friend with me named uh, Curtis Penner. Curtis, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you for coming down checking it out. Yeah, it's really cool. This is really cool. Um, Curtis is a, a friend of mine, a former co-worker of my wife's, and to describe this basement... That we're sitting in, it is like a bit of a walk back in time, but it's also just the coolest place you've ever been. There's pictures up on uh, Facebook, and that sort of thing. Go check it out. But you got a really cool collection in here. We'll start with this because we got lots to talk about tonight. But uh, you got a really cool collection of Matchbox, Hot Wheels, car stuff. What's all in here?
1: Like, what have you all got? Oh wow, that is kind of a Tricky question, because I'm not sure I even know what I've all got, <laughs> but uh, we've got a little bit of, uh, like you said, Hot Wheels Matchbox and that kind of thing. There's some stuff that goes back to the 30s and 40s as I look around here. There's a few toys from way back, you know, Hubley and early Lesney stuff. There's a couple pieces that were made, if I remember right, by Auburn Rubber, which was a tire company from the 20s and 30s. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also have this this thing for uh, for Pepsi Cola stuff. Uh, my uncle used to work for Pepsi back in the day, uh, or Starlight Bottlers in Saskatoon, and uh, and so I've always collected a little bit of this, a little bit of that uh, as far as Pepsi is concerned. So
0: well, you got some really neat, unique stuff for Pepsi because mm-hmm. it feels like there's lots of Coke stuff around. Yes, you yeah. know, like there and there's a lot of people who are after that, mm-hmm. and fewer people are into Pepsi, but there was just as much of that stuff kind of around back then. Like you've got some toys uh, that are pepsi stuff back to how what's the oldest stuff here
1: uh when it comes to toys pepsi wise i think 1970 something so okay. not super old you know compared to some of the other toys maybe but uh one of the setups that i have here or one of the kits that i have is uh it's new in box it's a buddy l set up with a forklift and uh and the little pepsi uh bottles and cases on the back <laughs> of the of the truck and then there's a semi-trailer and it's all still new in the box original packaging and is close to mint as you're going to get for something from the mid-70s. Now, you this this one's never been played with, but did you have right. one of these? I did, and that's what really hooked me on this, and I probably way overpaid for this kit at auction, but uh, <laughs> me and another guy got into it pretty hard. Uh, yeah, well into the hundreds of dollars for this silly <laughs> kit, but uh, but we were having fun, I think. But yes, one Christmas, I, I did get, a, get this exact kit, and uh, I have no idea whatever happened to the box, but... It got played with hard in the sandbox and was left outside in the rain and the weather like most toys did back then and I'm I'm thinking of like
0: I was telling you just before we started that uh I've I played with this Hot Wheels set. Of course, lots of the red line tire cars. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what they were as a kid, but they were my dads and my uncles and things like that right. from the sixties. And then I, I also played with this supercharger track set, right? So it was the orange Hot Wheels track and then You'd, the car, there was these little rubber wheels inside this house that were powered by these big, gigantic diesel batteries. Oh, <laughs> <And laughs> the D batteries. Oh, the D batteries. <laughs> and, of course, they'd leak every time you use them, mm-hmm. right? But uh, you you'd, would go through the track, and it would speed the car up. And, you know, it was it was really cool. We actually still have it. But, man, oh, man, how many cars and toys did we just smash oh. and obliterate that you know, we're probably <laughs>
1: worth money. <laughs> probably were I, my brothers, if they hear this podcast, would be upset when I confess that a number of their old toys, uh, kind of met their demise in the in our family's driveway. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I would take rocks out of the driveway and I'd smash certain ones, you know, they would have accidents, you know, so you had to, you know, mess up the rear quarter panel and the trunk lid and stuff. And, and other ones I'd leave in the path for my dad to drive over with his car (laughs) to which whenever he figured it out, I got crap in spades when he came in the house for ruining perfectly good toys. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was the things that we wrecked. I mean, and I guess though, that's why they're worth something today is because probably they were played with to death. Back in those days, right? So to
0: find so. one that isn't been played with right. is pretty, you know, special for some of these
2: toys. Right. You
0: know, you don't yeah. you just don't find it that often, right? Yeah. Okay. So we've got like Hot Wheels down mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the there's, then there's the 118th scale stuff, right? We've got right. some models and things like that. But it's it's all the stuff in between that catches your eye that I think is so awesome. Because you're like you're a car guy, but you're you're a collector. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna give you a name. I think you're mm. a collector. Like, you look for cool things, and you find cool things, and you seem to seek them out or they find you. What is it like? Do well, you do you go searching, or does this stuff magically find you?
1: It's a little bit of both. You start out by searching, right, and then you get to know people, and and people start going, "Oh, hey Kurt, you know, I found this thing," or <laughs> or better yet, one of my favorites is, "Hey Kurt, I got this box of crap. You want to have a look through it, or you want to take it?" and <laughs> and that's like a treasure hunt for me. Like some of those are the best. Um, and as you look around, you'll see there's a little bit of artwork as well, and I think it's fair to call it art artwork. Yeah, some, sure. Uh, limited edition uh, prints of, of different vehicles and stuff like that. Um, which, you know, through our uh, car show at Warman Home Centre, I got to know uh, one of the artists that I kind of met online. Yep. Um, and uh, Mr. Dale Clee. Uh, and he's been a good sponsor for our show for a good number of years and, and I've started, you know, buying some prints from him directly for myself as well. And
0: They're recognizable, especially yes. if you're in Western Canada. Yeah. You'll you'll probably know somebody who's got one of these prints because he also does custom jobs for people, right? He will
1: do some, some or used to. I'm not sure yeah, if he does any. Yeah, I don't of I
0: don't that. know about yeah. that. But but you'll see, yeah, like the one you've got here mm-hmm. is Three chargers, right? Right. Kind of out in a pasture next to a barn, sitting there, sort of rotting away or whatever, and and derelict looking, and and but there, that's a sort that's of that's kind
1: of his signature, yeah, yeah, theme
0: that he kind of goes with, yeah, right? Absolutely. So there's the artwork, but then then like I just I, all I got to do is look at a different <laughs> a different surface in here. There's a huge collection of license plates. You travel and. Seem to pick one up everywhere.
1: Yeah, we, my wife and I, we we're we're blessed to be able to travel every now and again, and sometimes through work. Uh, in the past, you know, pre COVID, we were able to travel a bit more, uh, and so every state that I visit in the U.S., I'd like to get a license plate, and and prefer not the the tourist shop fake stamp ones or whatever. I don't. know. Aloha what... from Hawaii. Right. <laughs> yeah. Preferably. C U A Z from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I like to get a legit license plate, uh, if I can, wherever I go. Um, and the provinces in Saskatchewan. But I mean, we've traveled to Mexico and Mexico was tough. Um, I, I did get kind of a, uh, what would you call it? A, yeah, a tourist trap, uh, uh-huh. you know, license plate from, you know, Hotel California in Todos Santos. <laughs> but uh, in Costa Rica, we went with, uh, with another couple and uh, we were cruising around the countryside and looking for, uh, or we had just visited an artisan's shop out in the countryside and and driving along, and sure enough, here's a wrecking yard, and just <laughs> on the brakes, and cut a crap hook, and turn around, and we <laughs> we're all laughing as we pull into this uh, this wrecking yard. None of us really speaking Spanish. My wife understood or spoke a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, but we were able to communicate enough that we were after. License plates. Well, here are these guys. They, they took a few minutes, went out in the back, and they scored us a plate for free. And So that's on the wall over there. Um, and I think I pointed out to you earlier, uh, one of my favorites is one that I got in Ireland uh, from a gentleman out there, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty cool uh, cool plate. And if I remember right, it's off an old Citroen Turbo something-something sedan. I forget. Uh,
0: well, well I mean, Citroens are kind of weird cars. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they I mean, they were strange, and there's lots of strange versions of Citroens. Yeah. But, like, in... Great Britain, where that's mm-hmm. from, right? Uh, the plate belongs to the car.
1: Yeah, I right? actually didn't know what I meant by a plate. They call it a tag. The tag, because right? it's almost like a VIN tag. Yeah,
0: it is. It, like here, you license a. You're the new owner of a car. You go into, you know, I mean, in our case, it's SGI, but anywhere right. across Canada, you go in and get uh, a plate. It's mm-hmm. a new plate, right? A new set of numbers. When that car, like when the car that that car that came off of that plate came off of. It kind of goes onto the car when it's new and it just stays on that car. Yeah. That set from, of numbers. From owner to owner
1: to. Yeah. It gets passed Till along. the day it's shredded. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: so you actually got one off of a car that wasn't like on the road?
1: Yeah. Well, the gentleman had a couple cars parked out back. He had this Citroën, uh, actually had two Citroëns parked back there. And uh, <laughs> mid-70s Rolls-Royce two-door. <laughs> well, right. Like a nice, the big V12. And I think I was telling oof. you before, it was like fart chocolate brown. And, uh, but I mean, it was beautiful in its own 1970s. Right. Uh, and I didn't think it was that bad shape and he considered it to be a little too tough to get back on the road, but, um, whatever. I got a soft spot for the rusty underdog. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, we hit it off. We got to chatting and talking records and, uh, and music and then, you know, cars of course. And then I brought up this whole license plate or tag thing and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Give me a couple minutes. Maybe I got something kicking around, he says. And then he, he buggers off to the back, and he's clanking around. And my wife and I are kind of sitting there kind of giggling, having a drink <laughs> overlooking the the ocean over the cliff. And, uh, yeah, he pops back with a plate, and he wouldn't take money for it. This was oh, a, really? this was a gift, and here you go, and thanks for stopping in. And hmm. I don't know how long we sat and chatted there. But that's the fun of the collecting for me is is the people that you meet yeah. and uh, the groovy little stories that you get and uh, – you know, I got to learn about his family and his dad and the history of the of that roles and all this kind of stuff. But, um, that's half the fun it, of the collecting is the people that you meet and and the stories that come along with the pieces that you collect, right? Totally,
0: totally. Yeah. Uh, there there's so many things in the basement that I my my catches my eye, <laughs> and I see them and go, oh my gosh, I remember that. Like you've got displays and they're like they're retail displays that were in mm-hmm. stores and stuff right you got hot wheels or matchbox cars on them and, and stuff like that but there's one in front of me that is all like bubble gum and it's <laughs> yes. like wrigley's double mint wrigley's juicy fruit wrigley's spearmint hubba bubba in the like green pink red orange
1: on the bottom right who or, didn't who didn't try out the the watermelon hubba bubba, oh totally right like come on there we
0: go this moment you said that i just the 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 the, like taste of it flashed back in my mind yeah and then over your left shoulder is like chiclets like when was the last time anybody
1: bought chiclets well and and the multicolored chiclets like the packaging almost looks like tartan with the with the weird green and red and yellow i didn't like there's one two three
0: four different kinds of chiclets yeah oh i didn't know that yeah, anyways, those yeah, are all, yeah. like, pretty vintage displays. Yes, yeah. So, you, like, that's what I mean. You you find all this cool stuff.
1: You just, like, go looking for it. It finds you, what? Yeah, well, I, I'm on the online auctions a fair bit, too. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you ask my wife, it's, it's a bit of a habit already. Uh, <laughs> but part of the fun is the challenge of, uh, I like old advertising. I like old retail. Um, I like cars. I, I like art, um, which might surprise some of my friends. But, um and the challenge for me of, of combining those things together yeah. is kind of fun. That's kind of the fun, weird thing. Um, over your right shoulder, there's a, you know, a Ford. Uh, I think it's a Model T. And I, I think it's accurately a Model T uh, uh, radiator shroud. And it's the, the old stainless one. And I just turned it into a shelf so where the rad would have gone before i've I've put some shelves in there and we've got some cars on there and
0: in display there's an old
1: chrysler one over there uh down the hallway with uh, no paint left on it at all it's perfectly rusted uh, which i got a big thing for rusty stuff uh i just love (laughs) rusty stuff so uh there's something about it that's pure and real that i enjoy you know it, would you call it nostalgia? Like, would you call it oh, a drive I, I, for that? I'm terribly nostalgic and a little... Yeah, I romanticize the past maybe a little much. But uh, even the guitar in the corner, it's a 1945. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a 1945 Gibson J45. I would have not known that it was that old yeah. at all.
0: But yeah. yeah, okay, sure. No, I I think I'm it's kind of the same way. Everywhere. I really like <laughs> I really like the the vintage side of things mm-hmm. or... I I have nostalgia for stuff I didn't, times I didn't even get to experience. Right. You know, but I think that's probably a lot, you too, same thing, right? Like there's stuff out here that's way older than you or I Mm. at all. A number of people have
1: said, Kurt, I think you were born at the wrong time.
0: I I believe that (laughs) for me, myself, too. So when we talk about cars, are you a guy who likes all original stuff? Or are you a guy who wants to take a car and kind of hot rod it up or... Change it, customize it. What's what's more your thing?
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I um I used to be a purist. Like in high school, I I mean hardcore Dodge guy in, okay. in high school in yeah. particular, and and truly a purist. You know, numbers were everything in Dodgeville. Uh, and to all you Dodge guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. And you Chevy guys are rolling your eyes. You uh, <laughs> Dodge guys in your numbers, um, but it, that was part of the the fun of the Dodge game was was the challenge of getting the numbers matching everything, right? And of course, I had no money in high school, so there's no way I'm having anything that's mattered if it had matching numbers or not. (laughs) But I would have a a passion of reading up on stuff and learning that and and even finding stuff on, uh, you remember the Auto Trader days? Uh Yeah. Oh, I'd thumb the classic car Auto Trader and sometimes you'd go see these cars with a buddy or whatever and then, yeah, you'd run the numbers for them and just see what was matching Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. what it originally came with. But... Um, honestly, the older I get, which is very old now, uh, <laughs> I, I find it really interesting stuff that I despised as a kid. Like, I really hated George Barrett stuff when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, everybody, but uh, I did, I had no use for that stuff, it was way too fantastical or or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just too fake, or you know, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe it's the way I don't know. But uh, but now I appreciate the art and the creativity that goes into that. Um, my old Fargo that I have, it was a complete original 1954 Fargo, uh, flathead six, original everything, right down to the hubcaps. The tires were were not original. Everything else was original hmm. in this truck. But it's not anymore. It's not so much anymore. Um, the body's all original. We really didn't modify anything on the body, uh, but it's sitting on a 92 Dodge Dakota chassis. So power steering, power brakes, modern-ish parts that I can still find at a Napa or whatever. Mm -hmm. But to keep the nostalgic vibe and still have a little bit of entertainment, we found a 1958, uh, 354 Hemi that we punched out and popped in there and uh, so it's fairly loud and obnoxious and you know it's it's a fun cruiser it's maybe not super fast but it's a it's a fun cruiser makes good noise right that's it, a better it'll part. Lay a good patch you know if <laughs> if you were so inclined not that i would ever do that <laughs> yeah it could be done it could be done yeah. just saying yeah <laughs> so I, I do appreciate the purest thing and and i love you know watching guys get excited as they're talking about how hard they had to look for this and find this yeah. and and that uh, but i also find it really interesting even if I'm not a fan of the look, I find it really is tr- interesting uh, listening to guys who who fabricate and guys who do that custom building, uh, like bodywork and design, and doing the metal work. It's just absolutely interesting to me. And, and even if it's not my favorite style, I have a deep appreciation for it now that I never oh. did as a kid. Yeah. Especially
0: when there's guys who can take something customize it, but Mm -hmm. customize it so well that it might as well have come from the factory looking like that. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, You know, I've seen some vehicles like that recently. Uh, I'll be talking to a guy named Russ, hopefully here pretty soon, Mm -hmm. about an F-150 he's got. And it is... Mind blowing. It's it's a half ton, but the things that have been changed on it and done so well, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'm I'm not gonna reveal too much because I'm gonna hopefully <laughs> have a video out on this truck uh, for for everybody here sometime soon oh, about nice. it. But uh, you know, nice. as an example, of that you know, there's just there's just so much that's been done so well mm-hmm. that it's it is. Something to appreciate, even if it's not really my thing. You know, right. yeah. I I I do find myself consider I consider myself sort of that purist, that looking for the all original. But I think for me, when it is all original, then you get to experience something the
1: way it was when it was new. So it's almost like a little time machine. Absolutely, and and you know what I get it because the the Fargo when it was Armstrong steering and had kingpin suspension yeah. in the front, <laughs> it was like driving a tractor on the highway at. Fifty-seven miles an hour, top yep. end. She was done. That was it. That was it. Yeah. I think it was running four seventy something gears in the back. The thing could probably pull a house, but not very quickly. uh But there was something about it, just with a big stupid grin on your face, putzing along the highway, and and you know, probably turning the steering wheel what twenty degrees in either direction <laughs> to keep it straight, <laughs> right? But uh, there's a joy in that too that I honestly I do miss with the with the truck being changed up now, but. And there's something I like about um, the old
0: stuff, still kind of able to sort of hack it. There's something, yeah. you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, look at this old thing; it's still going. You know, right. it's it's still driving. And there's lots of cars that, from the that I've you know been at car shows and talked to people, and there's stuff that still dates back to the 40s and 50s that it can still kind of half fast keep up with kind traffic, hold its, and hold its own, out hold there, its yeah. own. And right. if you don't drive like a jack, you know it'll. You can make your way around in it. i would like to still... apologize to all the jacks out there. For that <laughs>
1: exactly. Okay.
0: Anyway. I want to ask you oh, yeah. what your first car was.
1: My f- my first car, it was a real peach. Uh, my dad <laughs> wouldn't let me buy the one I wanted. My brother had a 67 Parisienne two-door. Right. right. Yeah, it was kind of a cool 327 two-speed power glide. You know, it's not green with a white vinyl interior. <laughs> The two special features of this car were the, the absolutely crunched rear quarter panel and, and the front fender. On, Fantastic. Yes, on the driver's side. it, it would, Two hit and runs on this poor car. <laughs> That's what I wanted to drive for my first car. Dad's like, not a hope you're going to have that piece for a first car. So it turns out my cousin had, uh, well, actually my cousin's wife, had this lovely little 1979 Plymouth Horizon four-door. Four-speed. <laughs> what color? Uh, kind of a wine color, I guess, oh, burgundy yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it was in nice shape. It was well looked after. I, my cousin was a mechanic, like full-time GM mechanic kind of guy. And this was his wife's little runabout car. And uh, ah, they were selling it fairly cheap. And Dad had taken me to go look at a Volkswagen Rabbit diesel, to which my, my life almost turned upside down when we turned the key for the rattling and the knocking of this Oh, really. Crazy- pos yeah like what a pile of junk um and he thought it was great uh <laughs> i was not going to be seen in public with a rattle box like that there's no way
0: which now sure. they've got such a following right i mean yeah. they are so cool now
1: now who's laughing yeah right, right? <laughs> but so i ended up with this i you know this this horizon ended up being a, a compromise so i kind of grudgingly coughed up my own money by the way uh a thousand bucks for this car and uh I kind of, you know, mm, spitefully drove the living pee out of this car. Like, <laughs> I was so happy it was a four-speed, to be honest. I, I mean, otherwise, I, and you hear everybody talk about a Plymouth Horizon or a Dodge Omni, and what a piece of junk they were. The door handles fell off. The world's most gutless car, blah, blah, blah. I think I had the only good one
2: uh, <laughs> that, that took an
1: amazing amount of abuse. Um, this thing, uh, we went for... Did a little road trip from, from Hepburn, Saskatchewan to Moose Jaw in this thing. Because because <laughs> my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. I uh, was playing volleyball down there. Uh-huh. And uh, so me and a couple of buddies thought we were going to go down for a game and, you know, watch watch the girls play. And, uh, I don't know, find somewhere to crash for a night. So they had left, like, way before us. And, and we are kind of just dilly-daddling. And, well, now it's time to go. <laughs> and go we went. So. <laughs> So that poor little car, we slowed down for Saskatoon. And once we got through Saskatoon, passed Grasswood, so and put my foot to the floor, turned the radio up so I couldn't hear what was going on under the hood. <laughs> and away we went. And the Speedo just went to 140, but we buried the Speedo right to the bottom. So we're guessing at around 160, you know, maybe a little shy of 160, but basically 160K. All the way to Moose Jaw. Slow down, Chamberlain Corner, off you go. Foot to the floor, give her. And we... Uh, we pull up in the McDonald's parking lot, and we don't have time to sit down and, and eat supper. we got to get to the game. Uh, so we rip into the parking lot, turn the car off. It's so hot now it's dieseling when I turn it off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and you can hear the exhaust system going ping, 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 <laughs> ping. And, and it used oil every day after that. Day. It didn't use a drop until that day. But uh, she was a trooper. Uh, and actually, later that night, I, I almost met Jesus as we... Uh, <laughs> So my buddy and I drove to a main center, I think it was, to his grandma's house to to go spend the night. We're both really, really tired. We'd stayed up way too long and stuff. And a quiet night on highway number one. (laughs) And again, to the pin, off we go. Here's a herd of deer running right in front of us. And buddy's half asleep, right? He wakes up to see a herd of deer in front of the the car. And... (laughs) You know, I don't know. Uh, your, your instinct's going kind to of tell you that swerving at 160K is probably not a good idea uh-huh. in a horizon. So I hardly twitched. And oh. my buddy just about wet himself. He goes, did you even see those deer? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I saw them. I just didn't feel like rolling. So I was kind of hope for the best. At that point. And you went like straight through? Yeah, right through. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of angels there. So instead of Jesus, I've met a few angels yeah. instead. So, but... Uh, that I, car did amazing things, though. It I've
0: never hit a deer,
1: oh. but I'm so glad I haven't. I'm a bit, of, I, a, bit of a hunter myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with cars. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's been many after I that? I've got a few under my belt now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a moment.
1: Mm, that was a moment, yeah. So, after the horizon. After the horizon, things <laughs> things progressed quickly at this point. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, after the Horizon was a 73 Monte Carlo, 350, Ooh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't a bad car. Um, it's kind of a moron, though, and, and and I ended up selling it to a wrecker after I blew a frost plug out of it, um, which is too bad, because it actually was a pretty cool car. It was white, uh, had Kregers on it, and had the, again, I don't know what it is with the wine color, but it kept popping up in my <laughs> stories, but uh, had the wine interior and swivel buckets, though, right? You remember the loser little swivel buckets oh, that yeah. GM had? Those yeah. were cool. Oh, yeah. And these things work great. They, uh, they sometimes would rust up and get a little goofy. But these were great. Uh, worked fine. It was a great highway car. Not much off the line, but it's a great cruiser. But blew the frost plug. I think I broke a couple of studs off of one of the back wheels when we did a little ditch cruising with it one day. But, <laughs> if I recall correctly. But, uh, yeah, it had a tough and short life <laughs> with, with me. Oddly enough, it ended up in Hepper, not the auto wrecker there as well. Uh, maybe, maybe I should ask you,
0: Curtis, how many cars ended their their career with you? Uh,
1: one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. Yeah, there's at least half a dozen. There's half a dozen yeah. that you were the last owner? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure I yeah, <laughs> put them through their paces. <laughs> I was a wee bit hard on things when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So So but we had fun. Cross plug went,
0: Oh yeah, had some issues. What was next after that?
1: Got rid of that. Um, the Horizon, by the way, is still living at this point. No. Yeah, that car wouldn't die. It was unbelievable. I put in two clutches. I shouldn't say I. My poor cousin that I bought the car from. <laughs> <laughs> put in, I think, two clutches, and uh, oh, I think that's all I really had to do with that car. I, I bent the rear spindle when we did a, an e-brake turn in front of J&H Builders one day after work. <laughs> <laughs> I curbed it pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was back when uh when the avenue c used to end right right at H builders there okay yeah uh, yeah so we we did a nice e-brake turn into that sweeping mm-hmm. corner and i curbed it pretty hard so um <laughs> <laughs> but it still survived um and and then in the meantime yeah i got married and we still had that car uh, but my my wife and i were were, uh, we're hoping to go to vancouver island and drive uh, thinking, you know, that car is probably not a good idea to take out there. So we took the in-laws' <laughs> Tempo, I think it was. Um, and two weeks after our honeymoon, drove it to work, and the bottom end fell out of the motor. Oh, <laughs> that was huh? the end of that. Uh, a buddy at work had an '82, I think it was, F150 for sale. You know, it had the West Coast mirrors and the little lights on the roof. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But best of all, it had a 351 Windsor with a with mm-hmm. a four barrel in it, and uh, and that truck went like that truck was actually pretty quick, especially for the time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty fun truck. Um, unbelievable fuel mileage, and and when I say unbelievable, that's not positive in in this particular case. Um, <laughs> we uh, we tried to take it to Edmonton one time, just go to I don't know West Ed Mall or whatever for the weekend. By the time we got to Cut Knife, I was getting pretty darn nervous that we weren't going to make it to Edmonton really? on a tank of fuel. Uh, so we stopped and cut knife and had to fuel up. And, and if I remember right, this is back in 1990 something or other. What would that be? 96-ish. Uh, I think we dropped 200 bucks on fuel going to Edmonton and back in that <laughs> F-150. So. I
0: mean, that's like a normal number now. Yeah, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was pretty
1: emotional for a, for a 21, 22-year-old guy working for, I don't know, what was it? Five bucks an hour. Right. Like and you spent $200 yeah. just uh, in gas. There goes my month's advance. Yeah. Uh, gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Road trip after Whoopsie. yeah after that i mean i got into the 94 cavalier that was the first brand new car that i had we bought it at sherwood uh sherwood shovels on 8th street there oh yeah from the sheriff clan um yeah it, I, it was kind of the the true mennonite car uh, being a good mennonite boy myself last <laughs> um, not very good at being mennonite sorry but uh anyway yeah it was it was a cheapy cheapy it was the nicest looking cheap car i could buy yep um you four cylinder, four speed. Uh, really, no options except for cruise and the rear spoiler. That was kind of my my line. Mm-hmm. I had to have a spoiler. I Had to have that. a spoiler. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It goes faster with the spoiler. Yeah, ten horsepower yeah. added, guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. And if you get stickers on it, that's another five. Oh, if only I could afford it stickers. Yeah. yeah, see, I was too cheap for the Z twenty four stickers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did that, and that thing got. I mean, it lasted six months with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No fault of my own. Oh, okay. I have to say, this time it wasn't my fault uh some young guys uh ran into it uh while it was parked and warm And one night uh, we were at a family do and uh and just you know having a grand old chat and uh some young guy came in and was looking for the owner of the the guy with the red car parked across the street and that would be me uh, i came outside looked across the street my car was not where i parked it anymore uh, it was now over the sidewalk, up on the front lawn uh, of somebody's oh, house, no. with the trunk lid halfway up the back window and the and the rear quarter folded into the tires. So, oh, uh, yeah, poor guy. He just got his license. Like I don't think he had it for two months, and he was taking some buddies up for a cruise and rubbernecking some you know some girls while they were walking on the sidewalk, <laughs> and, and he wandered off into the parking lane and just smashed the dickens out of my car. So. You know, I don't think
0: that's like the first the first
1: time that's happened. <laughs> my uncle had
0: when i was a kid and it when i was an adult even he had mm. an 87 honda crx si nice and for anybody who's a honda freak um mm. that is the very last year of the first generation of the crx which means that it was it was the first year to get fuel injection but it was the last year to be the sort of smaller crx body so it's kind of the most sought after one because it had sort of the best power to weight ratio. Mm. And it was this hot little black two-door hatchback. Two seater looking
1: little cars. With yeah. a
0: red pinstripe that went yeah. around it right from Honda. It was an and he had it cammed and it was lowered a little bit. And like it was a really cool little car to drive. Nice. And he was over at somebody's place one night, they're late, and here's this you know, big noise looks outside and yeah a truck had kind of I don't know if it was somebody who had a few too many or what it was but basically just just ripped the side off the car and like oh. it was already you know an older car but he just kept so meticulous care you know good care of it mm. and just it wrote the thing off what and it was shame. like
2: oh. Oh.
1: Yeah, big pile of heartache
0: there. Oh, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. but same idea, right? I mean, yeah. like, not even a crash you're in, and then that's it. It's gone.
1: Right, I didn't even get to wreck my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, I uh, don't know. So the Cavalier was toast. Yeah,
0: it was done. And were you out a whole crap load of money, too? Because Yeah, I like lost a, pretty good money, because uh, I only had it
1: for a few months, and so it depreciates instantly off well, the lot. yeah. Guys at Dodge City were pretty good to me. They... But, I mean, whatever. They had a 94 Ranger Sport sitting on the parking lot. Ooh. They pretty much straight across with what was left of the other car. Mm, that's not bad. No, not too bad. So we did that for a while. It was kind of a, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a candy green with the little weird splash decal stuff on the side. Oh, yeah, Ranger
0: yeah. Splash. Yeah, was she's... it the, the, like, sort of not quite step side, but sort of step side box? This
1: was, no, this was a true fleet side. Oh, little, okay. Little fleet side, short yeah. box, four-speed, little, little thing. So it was, actually, it was... Pretty neat-looking little truck. It was at this point I picked up a 74 Dodge Charger. Uh at mm. this time. Yeah, a little 318, two-barrel car. 271 gears in the back. So you couldn't turn a tire on dry pavement to save your life. But uh, again, allegedly, you could float along at about 120 miles an hour. No problem in that car. No problem. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and you could allegedly miss the turn into Langham one night. And lock up the rear wheels and start sliding at 90 miles an hour. Oh no! Yeah, she's a little nose heavy, and yeah, it would get a little spooky once you got on the binders. But it was a fun cruiser. It was a mm-hmm. nice car. That that one I miss actually. It was a it was a bit of a boat, but I mean, I got a bit of a soft spot for the for the big bum Dodges like that. So that's like a we're in the 90s, but that's the 70s, right? You know yeah. that you're talking about mm-hmm. was that the end of that that Charger then? Oh no, no! It actually lived a long and fruitful life. Mm, uh, really? Yeah. Actually, made it through two owners after me. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Shocking. Wow. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot one in between. I had a '73 Dodge Dart Sport 340. Uh, oh, okay. that I bought actually just before the Ranger. Uh, it was sitting in a shed where I don't know, just off Forty Second Street, where there's that Lindall Homes or whatever it is, okay, and a, and yeah. a Speedy Lube or something back there. Uh, so it was in one of those sheds back there unmolested uh, 340 4-speed car. Rotten. Like rotten. That you could you know you could sift flour through the back seat uh, <laughs> on the floor I should say. <laughs> it You drive it fast on a gravel road and you couldn't see inside the car It was like a temple <laughs> of doom in there. It was bizarre but yeah, had, uh, too. <laughs> had the great big eight hundred thermoquad on there that uh, Freiberger and what's his nuts off a of roadkill loves so much. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the one that they ripped out of that motorhome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and they stuck into the charger. The wasn't charger. It? Yeah, yeah, the mayhem. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, that thing went like it went pretty good uh, for a for an old car. She went pretty hard. Rubber second gear. Uh, Copious amounts of fuel though. Um, oh gosh. And the linkage was all buggered up between first and second. So you'd kind of either drive it like a grandmother, or you'd you'd drive it like your hair was on fire. That was kind of the two <laughs> options, right? because you'd have to speed shift it into second or you skip into third uh in city driving. Like there was just really no in between. It would just sit there and get jammed and and then you, know, you were kind of kind of stuck. But it was really fun until I got pulled over and got you know, I, a whole shopping list of tickets from the uh-huh. from the city cops. You mean from, like, uh, having no floor and things well, like that? No, he didn't even get that far. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I catch your drift. Was, yeah, yeah.
1: he didn't quite get that far. But <laughs> I did learn a lesson that day that it's not a great idea to argue about the legality of your exhaust system with the local constabulary. Because they <laughs> will find other things. Yeah,
0: well, we've seen that in the news right. within the more more recent times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you've you've kind of bounced back and forth in your All car right. history. You've gone it's... from like kind of muscle car, something old, something new, something old, something new.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it kind of goes with my attention span. I'm like Captain, <laughs> Captain ADD, which is the other thing. When you look at the walls in the basement here, you can kind of see my attention span at play down here. It's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I I love mm, stuff. I don't know. I mean, without being a hoarder, I I, I don't think, but. Whether it's, um, you know, a muscle car or whether it's antique, uh, I really appreciate most anything automotive, really, to yeah. one degree or another. Yep. I've got a G35 right now, which, what is it, 2007, I think. Fun little car. Really, really enjoy the yeah. car. I had a couple of local kids kind of making fun of me, you know, because I'm kind of the old muscle car guy and, or the... Or the old Fargo guy, you know? And and now you got a racer car, you know? And I'm like, well, whatever. It's fun. Like, I don't care. Call it what you want. It's fun. I'm just into all the cars. Right. And that's
0: that's me. I know there's people that maybe are just into sort of one thing, and that's really cool. And if you're into it, that is. I'm totally like anything, everything. I like the style of the swoopy fenders, 20s and 30s cars. There's something like that Mm -hmm. just is... If you ask my my family, when, when I was a kid, like going to like the dragons car show, you know, every Easter. Right. Like that's the stuff that I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. But I also love the big square sixties stuff, you know, muscle car stuff is great. And then I grew up in like in Hondas. Like oh, yeah. you know, right. like that was my first car. And then like families have had them ever since and stuff. I'm into that too. I it's it's just kind of everything for me i just well, like it all
1: Yeah, absolutely same here and and you know what i mean uh, in in one of your previous podcasts you're talking to a fellow who's into the big cars like yep. the biggins and and i mean i i got a thing for wagons which a lot of people do now now it's cool in, in the old days we were a bunch of weirdos but um i mean a vista cruiser that's always been, oh. <laughs> that's always been on my list like
0: that 70s show
1: right probably that. just just you know
0: launched the, the Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser Absolutely. back into stardom again,
1: <laughs> you know, because of Eric and Red Foreman and all that fun, right? Right. Well, and you know what? Matchbox makes a couple really nice versions of the Vista Cruiser. Really? So, you know, yeah, I got a couple on the wall in the other room. Okay, I'll so have to look after we've done this. We'll take some pictures. Yeah, right. Um, there you go.
0: You have, a, you have a wagon right now.
1: Um or is it you? Your son does. No, okay. my, yeah, my one son does. He's got a uh, 79 uh, Mercury Bobcat wagon. Like... Chances of finding one of those? <laughs> well, it's through a coworker, right? It was uh, a buddy I work with. He, his brother had it on the on the acreage, and his brother passed, and this had been sitting around, and uh, they were looking to clean things up, and and so you know, as I love old stuff, and so I actually ended up picking up uh, that little. Uh, I keep wanting to call it a pinto, but I I picked up that little uh, bobcat mm-hmm. for my son, and he also had a '76 Buick oh gosh it was a buick century spirit edition oh sitting there yeah. yeah it was it was kind of a medium green with a white vinyl interior and i'm a sucker for white vinyl interiors <laughs> and the, the price was right and so we trailered it home and uh, the cousin that i mentioned earlier he does a lot of fabricating and the hot rod stuff um, Jansen hot rods yeah um, yeah so Elvin over there's my cousin oh um, okay yeah. yeah sure yeah and does some really fun stuff so we thought that this might be something that he could either work with or or flip or something right I just hated to see it sit there and go and you know, die in the grass. Yeah, yeah. So we, anyway, we dragged these two home, but uh, we threw a battery in the in the old Bobcat, dropped some gas down the car, fired it up, drove it on the
2: trailer. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, true story. And uh, all we've done is we've replaced the front rotors and, you know, spark plugs and wires and silly stuff like that. Done a tune-up. And my son drives it to work and warm it every now and again. And,
0: and it just goes. Yeah, it just goes. Okay, so let's go back down the rabbit hole of the cars oh, yes. you've owned. Let's, let's go
1: to that. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah.
0: So after, what do we get
1: to? Where were we? Oh, yeah, Dart Sport and a Charger. Um, After that, there was a 68 Fargo, uh, baby blue with a white roof on it, and three in the trees. Cool. Leaning tower of power. Drove the beans out of that thing until I blew the tail shaft of the transmission. Whoops. (laughs) Sold it to my cousin, other cousin. I got a lot of cousins. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, in the meantime, at, at this point, I picked up the 54 Fargo, which the funny thing with the Fargo that keeps popping up is that I saw it when I was 11 years old for the first time. Uh, my dad had a 56 sitting in the driveway. Okay. And, uh, you know, he kind of held it together as long as he could. And then it started wasting away. But uh, my older brother found this 54 sitting out by Viscount. Um, close to Highway 2 and 16, there's, a, there's an elevator sitting off on the south side of the road. And it was right by that elevator on that yard where this truck was sitting along the rail line. Okay. And uh, anyway, he had seen it when he had delivered some lumber out there. And so he mentioned it to dad and we went for a Sunday drive, go have a look at this thing, thinking, oh, it might be a good parts truck or whatever. Yeah. Not for sale. Go away. Uh, uh-huh. So anyway, it was some 10 years later, I ironically, dr- driving truck for the same lumber company, uh, <laughs> <laughs> driving by and I, I wonder if that truck's still there. So here again, probably shouldn't be proud of this, but... I drove a slightly overloaded flatbed of uh, lumber down a summer <laughs> road to, to see if this old truck was still there, and it hadn't moved an inch. Uh, the only way it moved was down into the grass. <laughs> yeah, sinking. Yeah, so I talked to the old guy who lived on the yard, and he's, oh, that effing truck. Yeah, the CPR guys were just here asking about that stupid truck, and then some other guy was here. Here's the nephew's phone number. He knows the nephew who owns this thing in Fort Saskatchewan. He'll you out. But just, you guys got to quit going on my effing yard. Uh, you know, you just get a little antisocial. Uh-huh, um, yeah. But I ended up putting this guy in Fort Saskatchewan, and we made a deal over the phone, and I went and picked it up for, if I remember right, $650. Oh, come on.
0: Yeah. And you say all together, intact, everything was
1: there. Yep, everything. Hubcaps, everything. It was seized uh, from you sitting. Could, you could sell the hubcaps for $650. Yeah, they're in the garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's still no traction. But yeah. anyway, yeah, so we bounced back to there. But uh, yeah, so I ended up owning it like 10 years later and huh. still have it. Um, from there, though, I mean, things went on and on and on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 68 Fargo, we said. There's was uh, an 86, I think it was, Dodge Ram Charger, 318, yeah, kind of a Jane. Um, and mid-80s Dodge 360, half ton. Oh, one of my favorites was a 77 Dodge. Uh, dodge short box 318 four speed led the knuckle buster four speed <laughs> yeah the old tiktok tack was ripped out of the out of the dash it, mm. it originally had the clock inside the tach- tachometer uh but that had long been ripped out there was not a straight piece of tin on this thing <laughs> and it was a four by two so it was only two wheel drive but it was raised up like a four by four uh, okay weird yep so it's kind of like a little red express wannabe but a fleet side and raised a little a flat black and everywhere. Everything was bent. Everything was bent on this truck. It just loud and obnoxious. I think there were blue bottles on it. And it was a perfect field truck. And uh, I ended up trading that for, uh, I think, okay, hopefully this guy's not going to listen to this story, but I I, <laughs> I do believe I, I got a set of heads, machined heads, 360 heads, um, an intake and $500 for a trade on that truck. Wow, and all those parts went onto that charger that I had at the time. Uh huh. So, okay. So uh, yeah, I made out like a like a bandit with that one. Um, after that, we also had what else did we have? I had some half normal cars there too. Oh yeah, ni- nineteen ninety Eagle Talon TSI, old turbo. Mm, those were turbo. fun. That was a fun highway car. That like really fun. It was a Mustang Hunter on the highway. <laughs> Mustang. It was Hunter. super fun going to going to Winnipeg one time. There's a five liter coming up in my rear view, and I'm kind of like, eh, let's just see. <laughs> Wifey's sleeping beside me in the car. <laughs> you know, road trips, that's what you do. And so I'm watching um, and we're we're cruising along about one twenty, allegedly. And uh, and all of a sudden, yep, yeah, okay, he's pulling it out and he's gonna hang it. And he hangs her out there and he just floors it. He's gone. I dropped down to third gear, wind her up to about 140 in third gear. I still got two more gears to pull. Uh, I don't know where we ended, but, but we, we, we tootled along the highway at pretty good speed. We both had a good laugh, and I was just up his bumper like you wouldn't believe. It. Really? I, I could taste his exhaust. It was awesome. Uh, it was Did your wife wake up? Nope, she's still sleeping. <laughs> Has she ever heard that you story? Gotta, you got to keep it smooth, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that's smooth. right. You got to keep it smooth. <laughs> keep the smiles quiet. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. That was a really fun car. Chicago on the interstate too, one time we, we got caught in Chicago rush hour. And then once rush hour broke, there was a guy in the, uh, Dodge Stealth. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 So a guy in a Stealth goes whistling by and I'm like, Ah, okay, this is just too much fun. I can't help myself. So we went and kind of played tag in traffic, and, <laughs> and we just went whistling past. Ironically, like past the 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 near Dodge Neon plant. Uh, oh, really? Chicago, huh. yeah. Uh, What's it called, Belvedere or whatever? Yeah, I forget. Yeah, so we went whistling past there, and I don't know how fast we were going. It wasn't super fast, but we were weaving in and out of traffic, and we are both just running like a bunch of idiots, just, you know, having fun driving through traffic. <laughs> waved at each other, and he buggered off off the interstate, and away we went back to, uh, to <laughs> Saskatchewan. Oh, uh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, uh, what else did we have? You, you know, Jay, I think I've had, if if I counted right, I think there was 46 cars, I think. 46. Or vehicles. Uh, some of them can hardly be called cars. Some of them only stuck around for a little while. Um, I had a couple of 73 Mach 1 Mustangs. One mm. well, yeah, one was complete. The other one was basically a, a shell with doors. Like the front clip was gone. Uh, motor was gone. But it was a power windows car. So the sold the doors off of it for what I paid for the rest yeah. of the car. Yeah. And then we parted things out from there. But that was kind of fun. 77 Ford Stepside with roll bars and a 460 in it. That was pretty neat. I sold it to Warren over at work. I think you know Warren yep. Brickfield there. Sold it to Warren and it, you know, promptly started on fire when he got it home. <laughs> You're <laughs> so kidding. The wiring harness kind of, yeah, went up in flames. He almost burned her down. Uh- <laughs> Again, the last, you were the last yeah. owner, <laughs> practically. So I, technically, I did not kill it. Warren did. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had a... Uh, a car I affectionately called the Super V. It was Super a Super V. Yes, a 1973 Valiant, 318, four barrel, dual exhaust. Actually, glowed, loaded up pretty well. Really? It may have been a brome, if I remember right. But it was, it was quite well endowed uh, for <laughs> for, a, for a Valiant, which is an Econobox, yeah, junk car. But it was a fun car just to go, you know, flog. Um, it, <laughs> it didn't last long. I got offered some not bad money for it, so I let go um i did find a 1981 plymouth horizon sky blue really uh, yeah and and uh believe it or not i got it running it would just been sitting forever i forget what was originally wrong with it it was an automatic really boring um, threw it online and it was sold within hours boom gone really yeah probably should have kept it uh because i've always wanted a glh you know the little shelby GLH, and uh, yeah, that it would was, have been a great car to convert. Like, that was Chrysler and Dodge's sort of hot version of the Horizon, <laughs> if right? You can, yes. If if there's any Horizon that could be considered hot, it would be that, yeah.
0: But you know what? It was sort of the like the hot hatch thing of the 80s that sort of sparked everybody else to sort of copy yeah, that, right? It,
1: it was actually a little ahead of the game in in that sense. And yes, being a Dodge-biased guy, maybe that's typical for me to say. But for all the loser ve- vehicles that Dodge Chrysler had at that time, which yeah. again, I'm a fan. And, and yes, I love the Shelby Chargers and the Shelby Daytonas and all those. But I'm also a realist, and I know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> what's, okay? What's so, underneath, yeah. Right. You know what? Yeah. You can put all kind of wrapper on stuff, but it is what it is. Well, anyway. I mean, yeah, it's not exclusive even to, to Chrysler. Maybe not exclusive. But no, they we're exceptionally good at
0: K cars. <laughs> at K cars, but you know what? The '80s were a dark time yeah. for for some North American motoring,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah.
0: And it was a huge swing from what had sort of been this big. You know, I was talking about this with with Tim in the kind of right. last podcast. Is mm-hmm. there was this huge, you know, big lumbering boats of cars, yes. and then when the '80s hit, and especially with the influx of like the Japanese Absolutely. stuff coming in and taking over. There's this big sort of change, and I think they all the North American companies, the big three especially, sort of like kind of fumbled their way through it Absolutely. until they got to the other side, mm-hmm. because there was some
1: really terrible stuff. Well, and they were fighting EPA stuff that they yeah. they had been winning the argument for the previous ten plus years, right? Because EPA didn't like the issues with them didn't start in in 1978. No, I mean they were long before that fighting and. You know the car makers kept winning and now they weren't winning everything anymore uh the governments were pushing things and so they had to kind of you know ad hoc you know slap on again with chrysler stuff i know electronic spark control mm, with, yep and carbon filters and stuff like that just smog stuff that add an air pump which puts more oxygen into your exhaust so that when the epa would measure your exhaust density yeah you just had an air pump that was pumping passive ambient air down the exhaust pipe to mix wasn't it pumping oxygen
0: into the catalytic converter so it could burn more efficiently? Theoretically. Right, right. right. I
1: mean, it did
0: nothing. <laughs> I I talked to a guy at a car show. Practically. Um, this is like pre-COVID stuff. Right. I think it was a car show in Regina. It would have been Majestics. Okay, yeah. And he had uh, an 81 or 82 Chrysler, like a, an Imperial or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But it had all that electronic junk yep. on the carburetor. Yep. It also had a digital dashboard. like yeah. it was. But yeah. he said it was like hellaciously difficult to kind of <laughs> master and, and get the thing running properly again. It yes. was not fun at all. No, and, and it was, and was complicated. The,
1: yeah, some of the early, I guess what you would call a computer. Yeah, uh, no, that's what it was.
0: It was like electronic, not just electronic ignition, but like almost fuel injection. But it was still running a carburetor, but it was the computer-controlled fuel injection, like right, this stupid yeah, was, mix
1: of stuff. It was odd, yeah. Right. My, my my other son has a 1980 Dodge Murata. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. T-top car, oh, It's a Corinthian good. leather. Uh, Corinthian, yeah. Like we go back to the Corinthian leather. Yep. Full load car, eight track, everything. Uh, free cancer from sitting in the puddles <laughs> too way cancer. too long, but yeah, that's his baby that he's he's messing with right now, and it you know had a lot of that spark control. We just yarded all that stuff out now and put a. Mm-hmm. 1970 318 with a four-barrel and yeah. call it good. Yeah, that's right. To fix all that other stuff was just getting to be too much. Stuff. Well, and that's the engine stuff
0: in the 80s too. Talk about like quality problems. Ooh, rattles are us. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plastic breaking, paint flying off.
1: Oh, dashboards warping and, you know, <sighs> reforming themselves in the heat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: there was, was, there bizarre. was some like challenges for yeah. the North American automakers. I, but you know what? It's, all said and done, it's probably a good thing because I think sure. a lot of the import cars forced the North American makers to like, you know, change or die. You know that yep. old saying, That's right? That's exactly like, what it pull was. Pull up your yeah. socks because, you know, I, I think North you know, North American buyers realized that you don't know what you got unless you compare it to something else. Right. So you're trundling along. It's like the people who, you know, had to live in in, you know, under the communist rule in Russia, driving a Trabant. Thought that was okay.
1: It's all right. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible <laughs> car. <laughs> you yeah. know?
0: The communist built stuff was awful. Oh, and yeah. it was dated back by forty years, blah blah blah. There's whole stories on that. Oh yeah. And until they realized whatever the rest of the world was driving. Right. And you go, holy cow, Wait right. A minute. I think there was a big wake up for like the North American markets Absolutely. and the manufacturers kind of in that period wow. where they and went. This coming from
1: a guy who who owned a Fiero and drove one at one point and laughed and thought it was a lot of fun uh so yeah that's car number 30 something I forget I, don't know. I I've never driven a Fiero are they oh, actually fun it actually it's like driving a go-kart a, a, a somewhat poorly assembled go-kart <laughs> what <laughs> poorly, a go-kart poorly yeah. assembled. a v6 four-speed you know I don't know if that was even 150 horse there was no race car in, mm-hmm. in that respect but throw it around like the Dickens and contrary to what I expected it was a hoot on gravel roads. Like yeah? An absolute hoot on, on our grid roads out here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> terribly fun. You, you got to learn how to drive a mid-engine on gravel. But, I mean, that I guess was part of the fun. Okay. It, it was the weirdness of it all. Yeah. I got a question for you okay, now. Have ahead. you ever had a car you didn't thrash?
0: <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know
1: if I can say yes to that or not. Um... <laughs> That seems to be a kind of a trend as we go seems along. To be, I put this one in the well, ditch, and, and maybe that's why I'm not a purist. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm too much, you know, too much of a ten-year-old in a forty-eight-year-old uh, body. That just, I love playing with the toys that I have, whether it's I full guess, size hey? or small, right? But uh, I don't know if I could answer yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything I owned is, has uh, has exceeded the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah. It's kind, uh, kind of a given. It's kind of a given. most everything I've owned has kissed red line at least twice. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do like to have fun with the stuff that yeah. I got. Uh, I don't abuse stuff like I used to, though. Like as far as abusing. Yeah. But driving? Yeah, you mm-hmm. bet. You bet. betcha. Uh, oh, yeah, love driving. Love driving. Love driving hard. And I love road trips, even just cruising. Yep. Uh, I'm the same way. I did learn that speeding in, a, in in uh, what was it, again, Idaho and, uh, and Utah can be expensive. Um, <laughs> and I clocked at 110 miles an hour. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what? It wasn't as expensive as I thought. Um, it, was, it was all right, but uh, the guy had pretty good humor about the whole They let thing, you go. So, you know, they let me go. You gave me a present to take with me, mm-hmm. but he let me go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well we can't all be smart but we can have fun <laughs> yeah. like
0: if you're if i was just to say what's your best car story your best your best goofing around story oh
1: gosh you know i mean like what's the first thing that comes to your mind that poor horizon that i mentioned earlier the thing went through things it never should have done we used to take it on 8th street and we'd you know knowing you're gonna lose and, and you're kind of a hemorrhoid you know, out there in your little car. <laughs> I'd race five liters and, and Z28s. And I remember a guy in a javelin one time. He had a nice javelin out there. Huh. And uh, I'd rev it up and, and we'd just chotch it up at the lights eh, and kind of get these guys revved up in a little. Some of them got a little mad with us, but <laughs> I would drop that little car, uh, dropped a clutch in that little car and I'd smoke them through the lights because they're spinning tires and I'm driving. Uh, I'd pull second gear and I'm still on them. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you hear this whoop, and they're gone. Yeah. And and my buddy and I would just sit there and laugh, knowing we're a bunch of losers. And the other guy's like, oh, what are a bunch of dorks. Yeah, well, are we actually dorks when we knew we were dorks? How does that work? I don't know how it works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of those didn't end so well. It ended up with me with a bit of a black eye in a parking lot later on. <laughs> I had a big mouth and a small body, you know, uh, that doesn't always work. We, I had a friend.
0: uh, So my car, my old, my old Honda Civic, this one that my grandpa had, and then it was, Mm. it was mine. Um, Just like your Horizon, front-wheel drive car, five-speed manual, Mm -hmm. and a 1.3 liter. Ooh, monster, Monster. 55 horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the thing weighed only 1,800 pounds, right? like nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was plenty rusty by the time I got it. So probably less than 1,800 pounds.
1: <laughs> 1,725.
2: Yeah, yeah. Rust is
0: lighter than metal. Right. Um, I had We had a friend who worked at uh, a sandwich shop. I can't even remember which one it was. And there was some old baking trays. So the best ah. thing to do was you go park the back wheels onto the baking trays. And this is wintertime. <laughs> Put the e brake on, the handbrake on, uh-huh. and then drive around. <laughs> well, it's like you got a rear wheel drive car and you can do donuts, you can power slide the thing. And you don't harm nothing. nothing. It was it yeah. was it was great. That Dude, was Dude, that's
1: genius. It was a lot of fun. Okay, that is something I don't have on my resume. Like that's I'm a little disappointed in myself now. <laughs> There's gonna be <laughs> some <laughs> car of yours going around a corner here with
0: sparks of fly in yeah. just a second here, right? This away. winter
1: in Langham there'll be this report of some guy <laughs> with serving trays under his back tires <laughs> through town. That uh, was
0: that was uh, yeah, that was fun. fun. But that's the Oh man, I think it's something that like <clears throat> every 16 year old kid did mm. stuff like that,
1: you know. Well, in front drive cars, you had to make your own entertainment, really, right? Because I mean, I, mean I, I grew up in mostly a rear wheel drive era, and it was just transitioning then. Um, but yeah, I mean, we watched Dukes of Hazard and and you know, uh, Smoking the Bandit and all this stuff, oh. I mean, and they're just bagging the dickens out of these out of these cars and and doing nice power slides and jumps and everything like that. My sister's '73 Valiant, by the way did manage to get air at Avenue P oh, at, the, really? at, the railway, at the railway crossing there. <laughs> I had a I don't know. She doesn't know that yet either. She also doesn't know we used to cruise back alleys with her car and and those big green garbage bins that we all have now. <laughs> yeah. They first came out then, and they were in the back alleys. My buddies and I figured out that we could kind of sideswipe them with my sister's green car, and the green on the plastic kind of matched the green on the car. She didn't have to worry about the scuff marks. But if you did it just right, you could sideswipe the bin. It would bounce up against the guy's fence and then fall and burst open in the back alley. Uh, Jeez. so I mean I was a terrible kid I was uh, but boy we had we had fun though. are we starting to incriminate you Curtis <laughs> a little bit city of Saskatoon's going to send me a bill <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, that horizon you know just again stupid stuff that we do I, I was in Bible school in Habern. Uh, you know after high school mom and dad said thou, thou, you, thou shalt go to Bible school <laughs> uh, and I did and I got bored, and so you had to figure out what to do. Well, the used to take all the snow on Main Street, put it in the middle of Main Street. So they'd clear all the parking up against the sidewalks, yeah. and you'd have this great big ridge of snow. Hey, Kurt, I bet you can't make it through there with your car, huh? I bet you we can. <laughs> so we did slalom races through through these snow piles that were, you know, three and four feet high, uh, put up by the by the poor grader <laughs> operator from the town. <laughs> And then, so they, they got wind that we were making a mess that way. So they clean it all up. Well, now we have a dance floor. How many Rockfords can you do in a row, Kurt? I don't know. Let's find <laughs> out. So, so we did Rockfords all the way down Main Street, and I almost ended up on the front steps of the uh, of the bowling alley. There. Uh, by the time that all ended, got a little dizzy. But uh, it's just stupid stuff, you know, but... Yeah, I don't know. Too many angels; I, they wouldn't let me die. There's got to be some purpose for me on this earth. Yet, I guess so. Oh, hey, I don't know. <laughs> all the fun you've had, the amount of dumb I've I've pulled, and yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and the sad part is, I probably don't remember all the stories. You'd probably talk to friends who go, "Oh, Kurt, hey, remember that time?" Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I didn't, but uh, but I believe you. But I believe you. Yeah. So yeah. what's so what's uh what's on the want list? Like like. Where you're, yeah. you're right now you're at the Fargo the truck right yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah pretty fun Yeah.
0: what's what's on the hor-
1: what's on the horizon just Ooh. to steal a well you know. it's funny you should say that and I mean and it's popped up a couple times tonight I'm feeling a little nostalgic about my old horizon mm-hmm. I'd love to build a GLH mm-hmm. like, you know good old Carol Shelby's goes like H that was the <laughs> that was the whole the whole deal of that one um, I'd love to have one of those just because they're goofy and fun I think that'd be a hoot um other than that you know gosh I'm a again this probably is an attention span thing I'm a very in the moment kind of guy
0: well yeah I like going back to this the things have found you is that you know you found this little convertible too
1: right that little shadow in the garage yeah. yeah 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 which is hilarious
0: <laughs> <laughs> like because here we go we're getting from a muscle car to to like
1: yeah, a Dodge Shadow. Two liter, woo. But it's an SE, so it's the 2.5 liter. Yeah, yeah.
0: Massive horsepower. I just picture, like, a bunch of blue hair in um,
1: curlers in uh, Palm Springs with yeah. one of these. You, well, you know? know what? I don't think I can grow the hair anymore, but you could get a wig. That's right. I could rock some I could curlers. <laughs> I love that you
0: love anything... And it, I, I think this is accurate, if I say
1: this, Curtis, that you probably don't really care what other people think of it. Not a whole ton. In fact, if they don't like it, it's actually kind of more fun. Really? Well, in a way. You know, i I've always rooted for the underdog, right? I mean... Yeah. Uh, but I mean... The,
0: because people, i think it's cool when you like what you like. Right. Yeah. And i i totally respect people that like what they like because they like it and yeah. for no other reason. Yeah. Not because they're out to please somebody
1: or out to impress somebody. Well, i
2: tell you. you just
0: like what you like. You're know?
1: not going to impress a lot of people with a 92 Dodge <laughs> convertible. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but you're probably going to make a couple of people laugh. And honestly, that's the fun for me. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, that's that's the fun. People laugh at it or laugh with you or at you, whatever, uh, I get a I get a kick out of it. Yeah, and my 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 son uh, with the bobcat, he also has a, a sixty one. I think it is Hillman Minx. A little, oh my gosh! A little yeah. br- British car that uh, belonged to another previous coworker from from the home center. Uh, that was her car in college, and it had stuck around forever and been in a hangar. So we bought. Wow. Uh, and it's just a weird little Mr. Bean car, is kind of what we yep. call it. British uh, thing, but I love it. I think it'd be a hoot, you know, do a little gasser knockoff with that thing. I think it'd be just <laughs> bizarre and fun,
2: yeah.
1: But you know what? There's the, it would be even just cool, just the way it is, too.
0: Oh, yeah, you absolutely. know, like it's it's just All bizarre and weird.
1: Horsepower, I forget. I think he said it's like what do you say, 42 horsepower or something like that. There's
0: a guy I, I got to meet a couple summers ago, um, who's not Like he's probably in his 20s. Mm-hmm. And he's got this car called a Nissan Pow. And, oh, okay, yeah. And they they never came to Canada. It's an import. But they were made in Japan by Nissan. Yeah. And they were made to look like an old Nissan. So they were kind of built <laughs> in the 90s, early 2000s, whatever it was. But they were like this super retro weird car. And it has like the the side windows slide. Oh, they don't roll cool. up and down. They slide. And all this these kind of weird, you know... The, the sort of straps kind of like a Volkswagen Beetle has that hang inside and just it's bizarre
1: oh intriguing
0: but you know what he thinks it's the coolest car around and I'm like I, so I, I think it's so cool but he thinks it's cool
2: right you know yeah. and then it's
0: like no that oh. sure ain't gonna win no races and it's not sexy but it's really funky and fun and just hilarious.
1: Well, you've got my curiosity peaked. right? Like, I mean, I'll be googling that when we're done chatting. And it's kind of like a seafoam
0: green color. Oh, even better. And with a with a creamy white top. Yeah. And like white interior. Actually, Elliot's Hillman Hillman is actually seafoam green. Really? And white. Yeah. And so he think he's <laughs> I think he's his plate is called is sweet pea or something like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyways, it's really cool. <laughs> um but no i yeah i dig that because i think any car guy shouldn't have to justify what they like to anybody else
1: you can just like what you like i I agree and you know what i like car show culture now maybe better than i did when i was a kid yeah and and no disrespect to um you know guys like the dragons who've been doing it for like like decades like Mm -hmm. generations even really uh but you're you're starting to get a different feel now when you have stuff there that is not pristine. Uh, you get the survivor car cl- uh, corner kind of thing. Yep, yep. Um, I'm just all about that kind of stuff or barn find stuff. I mean, I I just love it. And I forget which club it is that brings some of the the old tractors, and they usually have just a just an amazing display at the Dragon Show. Um. I I think they're from Rosetown, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds about right. But just some wonderful tractors, which isn't necessarily my passion, but they've displayed them so well, and they've restored some of them so well, and they've preserved some of the heritage of the other ones that maybe they didn't restore. Yeah. But but they're still fully functional units, and, and they present really well. I mean, I... Presentation's a thing for me too. And I mean it's it's just kind of fun.
0: Well, I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do one car show, one indoor car show last year. Of course, it's COVID, right? And all, all right. that's going on, but it was the Rosetown Dusty Wheels car show that was allowed oh, to go cool. ahead, mm-hmm. following all the rules, and that's just there was kind of like that sort of big dip in the numbers and at the end of summer in COVID, and everything was okay, and it was it was fine. Um but I I actually got to one win like best display.
2: Oh, In the cool. car show,
0: because for me, like I've got a, my '69 Buick, and I take—I've got an old uh, little portable turntable mm-hmm. that I found at I don't know some sale somewhere. Sweet. I've got a collection of records, some LPs that are all from mm-hmm. the 19, 1969 era. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the Mamas and the Papas and a Herb <laughs> Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, and all just kind of <laughs> weird stuff. Oh, and the I sort of s- yeah. And I've got a matching vintage um, Coleman cooler. And okay. the water cooler that goes that with it. Yeah, that it, is a sweet
2: cooler. Yeah. it's a sweet cooler. It's blue and white, yeah. but it's... it's anyway the little things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. then I,
0: I through with some friends of mine. Um, they connected me with... Somebody had a huge collection of parts, um, that they had kept old, new spares of stuff. And they had these old GM AC Delco shocks,
2: rear oh, shocks okay. for
0: my car. But they're not... Gas shocks, like new ones are, they're oil-filled shocks, oh, okay. yep. which yep, were yep. the upgrades back then. <laughs> GM called them pleasureizers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no comment on this. <laughs>
0: <time>. <laughs> so I have a box. I, I put them on display all the time. I have, a, I have two in a box, unwrapped. Never used. They're like a gold color with a big sticker across each shock uh-huh. tube. Yeah, yeah. Pleasureizer.
1: So you're sitting in my basement telling me that you've got two <laughs> pleasureizers. That's what I'm hearing right now. Yeah, uh, I know. There's a lot of jokes uh, that well, that follow these uh, things around. Good for around. you. Yeah, I right. guess I'll say. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess where I was going with this is like like you were talking about. The car show scene maybe has changed a little bit, and mm-hmm. I love that everybody is really inclusive and, for the yep. most part, really supportive. Absolutely. You know Even if you're a big Ford guy and you wouldn't drive a Chevy if your life depended on it, you can still say, "Hey, nice Camaro." Right. You know. Absolutely. You can you can still be a supportive guy, I think that's what that's what brings these the car people guys and gals. Altogether mm-hmm. is just this, like we just we just love cars, and you like the people who like cars,
1: you know, right? And and you know the whole the, the dawn of the the rat rod and, and that, which is a term that's you know grossly overused and probably misused, but um, you, that whole thing opened up a whole nother avenue for people in different budget situations, right? Yes. yes, which is the other thing that I really liked. It became more accessible. It seems in the last while. And I've really appreciated that. I mean, we all have different budgets, different things going on in life. Yep. I mean, my my budget. Uh, okay, I, I won't say I'm broke as you look around here and, and guess how many dollars worth of silly toy cars I have. I guess. But <laughs> but at the same time, I don't have the budget for a you know a six digit car. And yep. and I should still be able to enjoy the hobby and uh, and appreciate uh, you know something that's in a different class. I'm not going to say the stuff that I have is in the same class. Yeah. As somebody with a six digit car. Is very different, Uh, but it should be judged differently. But it shouldn't be judged as worthless. Uh, It is worth less, but it's not worthless. Yes, yeah. There's two. If that maybe makes more sense. No,
0: there's a difference between those two things. And I like that. I like that people can appreciate that now. Just like the car I drive Mm -hmm. is doesn't have a huge dollar figure to it, but I'm able to get into sort of the the sport or the passion, you know, of the the car show circuit with something like that with a reasonable yeah and really. It's a four door sedan, while hard top. Right. Which you know, used to be a
1: poo-poo. You right. Know, right. And yeah.
0: now and now I think it's really cool. I'm starting to see more and more. There's especially younger guys. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking end of their, you know, teens, early twenties, and saw it last summer, saw it the summer before. They pull up in an old Parisian four door. Yes. And they yeah. just think it's awesome, you know? And or just some L T D, nothing, you know, exciting or glamorous or anything but it's an old car and it survived and it survived yeah and
1: they think it's a cool car and i think it's great absolutely because if, if we don't start um i don't know you know opening the doors to more people the hobby will die right um and and even unless, let's say you were just 100 percent selfish and all you cared about was your investment in your buick yeah you don't want the hobby to die just for your investments because well, right? Sure. right if nobody and never cares, mind then it's not worth anything
0: never mind the the Pathetic investment I've made. Talk about the guys who have spent the six figures. Right. Yeah, imagine absolutely.
1: that, right? But th- the bigger thing for me is is to see younger generations enjoying something and revisiting something that's outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it it forces a relationship in, in, to a certain degree when when you show up at a car show, uh, whether you're a spectator or whether you're a participant. I shouldn't say it forces, but it opens the door to potential relationships and yep. and uh and learning how to relate and appreciate different things different people from different backgrounds different opinions the the politics go you know on the sideline the religion thing goes on the sideline yep. and people are there for a different purpose and and you just be you just are right and yep. and that's one thing I've I've come to enjoy about like cruise weekend uh, is always a favorite of mine yeah uh, you get, a, you know, different classes of cars from the, you know, the wonderful stuff that, you know, that guy out of Kelowna uh, comes out with that Chrysler, I forget what it was.
0: Um, JF Customs. JF Customs, yeah. yeah.
1: He came out the one year from Kelowna and what a, you know, what a groovy wagon he brought out. Mm-hmm. and He does some really neat stuff. So it's, it's fun to see that. And then I see a 76 Z28 with a couple of rust spots behind the back wheel and I go, yeah, there you go. I'm loving this. This thing has been I mean, it been loved hard, right? Like it's been Curtis. <laughs> the poor things had the penner treatments, you know. But it lived, and it's here, and the guy is proud as punch because he had that thing back when he had the high top runners and the, you know, the, yeah. the greasy long hair. Uh huh. Yeah. Heaven forbid a mullet, maybe even. But I mean, you know what? <laughs> I yeah. You
0: I know, I think it's great. It's it's good to to that there's acceptance for both worlds. Yep, you know exactly. Yeah, there's acceptance for the the what I maybe this is maybe this is offensive to somebody, but the trailer queens. Yeah, yeah. The cars that like are so restored or so mm-hmm. put together that they they don't drive. They are showpieces, and they are usually so spectacular. It's kind of beyond belief, right? Yes. But you yeah. really also appreciate the stuff that yeah
1: the when they brought it into the show they wiped the tar off the bottom because get the bugs up get the bugs off, the, the, bugs off, the, off the headlights and yeah the, yeah and i quite literally did that at cruise weekend the one the one year i drove the dickens out of the fargo on the way down there and <laughs> had to get a little bit of bird crap off the roof and get the bugs off there and and walked away called it good uh but you know just the other weekend my wife and i were up manitou beach and took the fargo out for a drive on the gravel roads and mm-hmm. and drove and drove and drove and then we found some you know some dirt roads. And, and we just drove, we went cruising, and I didn't have to worry about chipping the paint. I can park it in Walmart and not have to worry about, yeah. you know, you know, you still don't love it. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a moron. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, I don't have to, you know, almost die inside every time I leave it alone somewhere. And, and that's one thing I like about that class of vehicle, is that you can enjoy it as a vehicle still. And whereas if I had something that was too pretty... I, I don't think, I don't, th- I would worry too much.
0: Well, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks Absolutely, for yeah. everything and for coming on the show with me and all the memories and the fun oh, stories and all pleasure. that. My pleasure.
1: My pleasure. It's been a hoot, actually. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And hey, come back again. We'll crack a can and sit down and tell some more tales. In the meantime, let's go look <laughs> through that
0: stuff in your garage. Absolutely. Let's see if we have some treasure for you. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires Podcast. Uh, You can always subscribe. Please follow me wherever you find your podcasts. You can also go to jthomasauto.ca. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram for lots of fun stuff and more videos and other podcasts to come. This has been the Bald Tires Podcast. I'm Jay Thomas.